What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly, and today's a takeaways episode. And if you hear what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today we're discussing my conversation with Swish Goswami. Now, if you don't know who Swish is and you haven't had a chance to listen to the episode, Swish is a highly accomplished 22-year-old. He is was one at one point named one of Canada's top 20 under 20. He was once one of the top debaters in all of the country and all the continent. He was actually ranked the number two debater in all of the Americas. On top of that, he started a non-for-profit when he was in high school, and which led to doing the conferences for youth that ultimately led to them starting a fund to fund youth businesses, and that's ultimately what led him to being named one of Canada's top 20 under 20. On top of that, he started a wearables company. He's worked worked on the Instagram account at Dunk with Elliot Robinson. He was named one of Canada's Young Entrepreneurs of the Years by Young Entrepreneur of the Year by Startup Canada, and his most recent venture sees him. St- founding a company called TrueFan, which is just doing fantastically right now. They recently acquired a company called Social Rank. He's also an investor into FaZe Clan. He's been an advisor for Google. I could go on and on for days. Three-time TEDx speaker. I could go on for days about the accomplishments Swish has thus far in his young career, but you get the point. He's a very accomplished person. He's a very smart, smart individual. I really enjoyed getting the chance to speak to him and interview him for the podcast. It was a really fun time. And I wrote down a couple of takeaways that I had from talking with Swish. And the first one that I kind of wanted to talk about was some lessons that Swish learned from debate. And kind of, well, the biggest lesson that I took from when he was speaking on his time with debate was how he's talking about any issue or any argument needs to be seen from both sides or from multiple different sides. Because in debate, sometimes you're finding yourself debating against against the point that you actually believe in. But by debating that, then you understand that there's all these variables that you can argue with and why someone would understand from that opposite side. So when you're debating with someone, when you're arguing with someone in real life, you have to understand that it's great that you have your point of view, but other people have theirs. And from debate, Swish was able to understand that even though he might not agree with a certain side, if he's debating it, he understands why someone would would believe in that, why someone would not have the same views as him because he has that experience of arguing against his own beliefs in debate. So it's really interesting to hear that and kind of makes me think about the fact that context is key. It's so important. You never know what's like, you never have all of the context. You never know why someone believes a thing they believe. You never know why someone acts a certain way that they act. And you have to constantly go through life understanding that there is that second, that third, fourth side to an argument, to a debate, to a point of view. And with that in mind, not everyone is going to have the same point of view. Everyone's going to have different experiences in life, different things that affect them as to which affects their beliefs. So you going through life can't expect everyone to think and look at things the same way you do. And that's an extremely important thing. That was a really cool takeaway for me to hear from Swish. I wasn't exactly sure what he was going to say when I asked him for how some like how debate has affected him or what debate has taught him moving forward with his life. But that was a really important one. And I really, really liked that. But as you kind of heard me rattle off all of those accolades that Swish has, we got into his personal brand, of course, and he's got, I think, 77,000 followers on LinkedIn at the time of recording this Takeaways episode. He's done a great job building his personal brand. And I asked him why that's so important. Why is building your brand so important? And he said, because it can lead to new business opportunities. 
for Swish, obviously this comes in the form of TrueFan. Maybe he puts out a video about things that are happening with this company. Someone sees his video, finds out what TrueFan does, realizes that that's applicable to their business and their company, and they can leverage that platform. And they reach out to Swish to talk about TrueFan and how it could help their company. So there's all sorts of ways that by working on your personal brand, people get exposed to you and by extension get exposed to whatever it is that you're working on. So it's a great place to create business opportunities. That's why you should build your personal brand. And your personal brand is your reputation. I know some people don't like the term personal brand. Personally, I don't care. That's the word I use, but I understand some people don't like it. So look at it as your reputation. Housewish kind of explained like, what are people going to see when they search you up for the first time? What are they going to find about you? You want that to be positive. You want whatever it is to explain who you are and what it is that you do. And that's why your personal brand is so important important. And now obviously in Swish's case, when he works on his personal brand, that ultimately will benefit TrueFan and help him with his speaking career and stuff like that. But also another important part about why you should grow your personal brand and it's kind of calling on previous guests of the podcast, episode number 23 and 71 alumni Buster Share, who's actually an advisor for Swish's company TrueFan. Another reason why you should grow your personal brand is because your personal brand doesn't go away. Now, no weird. I don't. I have no insight. This is just a hypothetical situation. So which is not selling true fan. But if down the line, 10, 15, 20 years, however long it takes him to decide if he's in that position to sell true fan, true fan is then gone. But Swish Goswami, that personal brand will remain. That will stay no matter what you do, no matter what company you start and sell, or even if you start a company and it folds, whatever it is that you do in the course of your life, your personal brand, whatever, insert your name's personal brand, you can't sell your brand. Your personal brand is stuck with you for forever. So no matter what you do, no matter what ventures you get into, if you have a strong personal brand, that's going to benefit you. Again, looking at Swish, right now, he's an entrepreneur. He's building an awesome business. So whenever he works on his personal brand, it's going to benefit his business. But ultimately he mentioned down the line, he wants, he has other interests that he wants to explore throughout his life. He wants to have a multi-hyphenate career, which we are going to get into because that was another takeaway of mine, but Swish wants to have a multi-hyphenate career. So by doing that, by working on his personal brand now, it's only going to help him later on. He's going to grow his brand. He's already grown a very strong personal brand around being an entrepreneur, starting a business, running a company, creating a company culture, all of these things. But ultimately now when Swish then 5, 10, 15 years, again, however many years it takes down the line when Swish wants to direct a movie because that's something he wants to do, well, then now he has a personal brand he can leverage when going into that. And then when Swish wants to run for office, because he said ultimately long-term, that is kind of his end goal is to run for office. Well, whatever capacity is, local, provincial, federal, if you're listening from the states, provincial is the equivalent of state government. And he can then leverage his personal brand when he's running for office and getting into politics. So your personal brand can really benefit you in all senses. Of course, it'll benefit you in whatever your immediate interest is, but if you can grow it and maintain it over time, it will benefit you down the road for future interests that you may and will have. And now how can you grow your personal brand? Obviously there's a bunch of different ways you can do this. You can do it through Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, by speaking, just by talking to people one-on-one, meeting them for coffees. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know Hayden Cash and he was episode one guest, came with me on the New York trip. He's done a fantastic job growing his personal brand on a one-to-one basis. He meets people for coffees and learns their story. They learn what he's doing. They kind of just talk and have a good lunch and they meet each other and he's growing his personal brand that way hand-to-hand combat one-to-one he's doing it on social media as well but he's also doing it in person so you can do you can grow your personal brand in person i feel like people get 
little bit get a little bit twisted when they hear the words personal brand. They think of online like growing a LinkedIn or growing an Instagram account or a YouTube following. But you can do this again. Like I said, this is your reputation. So you can do it in person as well. It doesn't have to be online. So there's tons of different ways you can grow your personal brand. And in Swish's case, he's done a great job doing it through speaking as well as LinkedIn. Like I said, he's over 77,000 followers on LinkedIn. And again, this is a takeaway from this episode, but also something that's come multiple times on the podcast before. LinkedIn is a huge opportunity, especially in a business context. You should be creating content on LinkedIn. The opportunity is still there. I know the stats have been around for a while. I haven't seen an updated stat, but the last that I saw is like 1% or less than 1% of all users of LinkedIn create content. That means 99% of people on LinkedIn aren't creating content. There's a huge space, a huge opportunity still for you if you want to start creating content on LinkedIn and grow your personal brand there. The organic reach there is great. It's much stronger than Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, It's a solid platform. If you want to start growing your personal brand in a business context, it's great. But as Swish mentioned too, it doesn't have to be in a a business context, just about your life and who you are. But when it comes to creating content on LinkedIn, you need to create quality content, right? But what does quality mean? And I asked Swish this because he mentioned just putting out quality content on LinkedIn. And I said, well, what exactly does that mean? Because that doesn't mean shooting a video in 4K. So what does that look like? And the big thing that Swish kind of said, it needs to be relatable. It needs to be real. Someone has to be able to watch that and relate to whatever it is that you're talking about. And the thing is, is that like, like, sorry, I just totally lost my train of thought there. But you need to be able to create content that is relatable. Also, case total side note, now that I've lost my train of thought, I don't know what it is, but no matter when I record a podcast, my neighbor has a shower. So if you can hear any background noise or like a weird tapping noise, I think that's him hitting like a shampoo bottle or something. But every single time I happen to record one of these takeaways episodes, this guy has a shower. I mean, so if there's any background noise, I do sincerely apologize. Back to what I was talking about. Sorry, now that I've totally rambled, that's the thing with these takeaways episodes. I do them in one take. Sometimes I lose my train of thought. Sometimes we get off topic, but that's what happens. It's just something quick and easy that I do to get an extra bonus piece of content out to you in the middle of the week. But back to creating quality content, it doesn't have to be 4K. Swish does a lot of his content on this one. You can connect with Swish on LinkedIn. I'll make sure it's linked in the show notes down below if you want to do that. And you can just kind of observe and see how he creates his content. He recently started a contest called the Live Your Best Life Challenge, which is all about people sharing tips for how they stay healthy, both physically and mentally in the workplace. And he launched this contest on his phone. It literally looked like he was in his office or whatever at a desk. And he had the idea and he literally propped his phone up, talked to it for a minute and a half, two minutes, and then launched this challenge to his LinkedIn followers. That's it. Using a cell phone. That's a beautiful part about LinkedIn As from everything that I've seen observing content on that platform, that raw, that real content, that relatable content is what does well on that platform. So the barrier of entry to getting onto LinkedIn and creating content is super, super easy. Literally just pull the phone out of your pocket, start talking to it about whatever it is that you're Whatever it is your expertise is, whatever it is that you have a passion for, whatever it is that you do for a career, start talking about it, sharing tips, your advice, your experiences, and start growing your personal brand on LinkedIn. Put those ideas into motion. Put that into motion because that is another takeaway that I had after talking with Swish is he's done, again, like I talked about in the intro, a long list of accolades and things that Swish has accomplished at a young age. And so I was curious, how how do you do that? Like, how do you do all of these things, all these ideas that you have, because I feel like people constantly have these ideas and they don't act on them. And then in five years, you hear someone saying, oh yeah, I had the idea for Uber before Uber, but they like 
they beat me to it. But it's not that they beat you to it. It's that they put that idea into motion and they execute on that idea. Executing on an idea is the game. Just having an idea is useless if there's no execution on it. So I asked Swish how he did it and how he does it. And he says the thing that he's learned, especially with running True Ran over the last two years, is he's focused. And kind of when I hear that, that he's focused, it also requires just kind of what I was looking for. And he kind of alluded to it is you have to start the idea. Just start that idea and focus at it. Don't start a business. You don't start all these like a business, a YouTube channel. Start a bunch, don't start 700 things at the same time. Swish right now, he says what he's doing is he's focusing on TrueFan, his business, and he's focusing on his speaking career because it benefits TrueFan. So with that in mind, I understand if you're like me and we're going to get into multi-hyphenated career. Again, I don't have a multi-hyphenated career, but with my next point, we're going to talk about doing multiple things at once. But if you're just starting something, just focus on that and focus on getting that up and off the ground before you start adding all these other things into the mix. You need to be focused. But if you do want to add in those other things, make sure that they kind of, they complement each other. So again, like in Swish's case, his business is his main focus as well as speaking because when he does his speaking, it exposes new people to TrueFan, which ultimately exposes new people to the funnel, which could create new customers, which creates more revenue for the company. And again, it's great for Switch's personal brand at the same time. So his speaking career complements what he's doing with TrueFan, so that's important. But if Switch had TrueFan, but his other main focus was like a hat company that had nothing to do with TrueFan, that probably isn't the best use of his time, depending on how much. I'm not saying you can't have hobbies or passion projects, but if whatever you spend a majority of your time and your main focus on, make sure it complements each other. And speaking of like with that in mind, I do finally want to get to talking about multi-hyphenate careers. This was something I'd never heard about before or like I never heard of that expression before until my conversation with Swish. I actually had to Google it after the fact when preparing my brief notes for this, these takeaways episode as to what that means. And so multi-hyphenate careers, when you have more than one career at the same time, again, I never heard that before, but the example that Swish gave was Gary V. He's got a million things on the go, which again is kind of contradictory to the last statement I just made about focusing on one thing. But I think you can focus on one thing until it's in a place you're happy with and don't forget it, but then you can start adding things on to whatever it is that you're doing. But in the beginning, don't try and do 700 things at once. Focus on one thing, get it to a good point, and then start adding on top of it. Like what Gary V is, Gary V is the example that Swish gave. So Gary started his own marketing agency, wrote a book, started speaking, and now he's building on top of all of these, these things that he's done. But in the beginning, he focused on doing his marketing business. Well, first, of course, the whole the whole narrative of Gary V, the wine store, whatever, but with his current form, started with focusing on the agency and then kind of building and iterating on top of that. So now Gary's a speaker and he does all these things. He's a creator, a personality, he's a businessman. So he's a lot of different things on the go. He has multi-hyphenate career and that's what Swish wants to do and wants to become. And I think he's doing a great job and he's almost there already. I would say you could even argue that he is there now, but I never heard it like this before, but that is what I want to end up doing with my life. And what I was going to say, I was going to make a joke here about the fact that Swish and I are the same age and he's basically there, if not there already. And it's something I want to do. And I've kind of sort of started it. Not really. And I was going to make a joke about that comparison, but at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. And, I, and I'm, and I'm calling that out because again, it's not really relevant and have to share that, but I'm calling it out because I feel like it's important because I want to share that when you don't need to compare yourself to other people, everyone works and operates at their own pace. So even if there's someone your age who is 
miles ahead of you in your eyes, that doesn't matter because you're working at your own pace. You're working, you're writing your own story and it's not going to look like anybody else's. Again, going back to the Gary V example, when he was my age, when he was 22, he just graduated college. He just graduated from Mount Ida College and was just starting to work in his dad's liquor store. So by that context, if you look at it that way, oh, this guy's just working in a liquor store. If you look at that one-to-one comparison, some people could argue that at 22, I was further ahead than Gary Vee was. But it's a long game. Everyone has their own timelines, their own process. Gary Vee has more than surpassed me now, even though we started at different points, right? So don't compare yourself to others. Don't get into that game. It's Life is long. Don't focus on the short term. Focus on the long term. But either way, back to all of it, a multi-hyphenate career is ultimately a goal of mine that I would like to strive for as well. But you can't be too, atta- I don't can't, I can't be too attached to that idea because I never ever know what's going to happen. Things are going to change. You don't know what life's going to give you, what life's going to throw at you. And that's another takeaway right there. I think I'm killing the transition game on this episode, guys. But don't get too attached to having an idea. Like and that was one thing that Swish and I talked about because True Fan started as one thing but it's iterated to other things and it's more encompassing than the original idea of what the platform was. And if they'd just been attached to that one idea and only doing that one idea, the company wouldn't be where it's at today. But they're smart enough and they were able to not be too attached to the original idea and they've iterated and they've grown off of it. And Swish is, the way Swish explained it, they haven't actually pivoted the idea because the idea itself is still there, but they've added elements to it to make it a better offering and better suit the needs of their customers. Like you need to listen to their customers. That's what Swisher's saying is you can't just be attached to that idea, especially if people don't like it. If you put something out and people don't like it, you have to make sure you're solving a problem that people have. But if you're not, well, then if people don't like your product, then you have a problem. So you can't be attached to that idea. You have to be able to iterate and pivot if you want to succeed. Because honestly, if you just get too attached and you never change, you're going to fall behind. And the last takeaway, I don't have a sick or a smooth transition for this last takeaway here, but I want to talk about micro-influencers because that's a topic that's come up often on this podcast is how micro-influencers are becoming a more, micro, they're becoming a better route than partnering with a big influencer. Partnering with a bunch of micro-influencers is better than a bunch of bigger influencers. But what I want to talk about with this with Swish is whenever I hear people talking about micro-influencers, I'm thinking people on Instagram or whatever with five to five to 50,000 followers on Instagram. That's kind of what I've talked about. But Swish kind of changed my thinking when it comes to micro-influencers because he said, because in like his words, I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit here, but he says, you don't necessarily have to partner with million, the person with millions of followers. Just creating a solid campus ambassador program is also a good idea. And that kind of made me pause for a minute because again, like I said, whenever I thought of micro-influencers, I thought of people with a decent following on Instagram or on social media. But Swish kind of reframed it to people in real life, which is funny that that connection I made between personal branding and being able to do it in person didn't connect with me in terms of influencer marketing. You can create this ambassador program. They don't have to have a ton of followers, but if they could influence their friends in person and in real life, that also works. So I thought that was super interesting and just a little takeaway for you that when it comes to micro-influencers, yes, of course, social media, that is applicable, but you also can think about it in a real life sense. And creating that campus ambassador program is a form of influencer marketing that's not necessarily online. 
I just thought that was super cool and super interesting. Just like Swish, he's a really good dude. Make sure you guys go and connect with him on LinkedIn. Follow him on Instagram. I'll make sure all of his stuff is linked in the show notes down below. I'll also make sure TrueFan is linked down there so you can get more info on that. It's a great product, especially it's great for influencer marketing and other stuff. I'll make sure it's all linked down there in the show notes down below. And if, you like, and if you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. And also be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn as well. You can find me at, just by searching up at Jacob Kelly. Also, if you if you're taking the time to connect with both of us and follow us on social networks, I'd really appreciate it if you left this podcast a rating and a review. The more positive ratings and reviews we get, the more it helps new people find the show and it really helps to grow the community that we're developing here. And I really just want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Whether you've listened the entire way through, you only listen to bits and pieces. I really appreciate you taking the time to check this out. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon.